on their ideas. They resolved to start with a completely blank slate and see where the effort led them. As they started researching the project, examining volumes of tax literature, they found an endless trail of ideas for tweaking the current code to achieve specific economic or social goals. If you want to encourage ethanol production, do this. If you want to help marriages stay together, do that. If you want to help keep manufacturing jobs in this country, try the other thing. All of these prescriptions, many of which ran counter to one another, were predicated on changing the current federal income tax code. As the fair tax founders looked further, however, they found another collection of articles out there, a smaller but more intriguing body of thought by scholars and theorists who believed that the United States would be best served by broad reform and bigger ideas. It was in those articles that they first came upon the idea of optimum reform. So as they sifted through the information, a group of 15 brilliant scholars and theorists rose to the top of the stack. The businessmen contacted each one of these highly respected thinkers, asking every one of them if they would be willing to participate in a new optimum reform effort. All 15 said, yep, you got it, we'll do it. And after a series of meetings, eight of these people were chosen to participate. With their business backgrounds, the three men spearheading the fledgling effort knew the value of giving the customer what he wants and needs. So once they assembled their economic team, these eight men, their next step was to find out what the customer, and that would be you, the American taxpayer, what you wanted. Okay, now let's digress for a moment. The fact is, we have a very strange relationship with success in this country. Everybody wants to be successful, but there's a vocal minority out there that insists on denigrating those people who actually achieve great things. Now, some people call this wealth envy. Our experience with successful people is very different. Our experience is that those who have their economic house in order are the most willing to help others find that same success. That was the motivation for the founders of the fair tax as they began telling their friends about their quest to develop a better tax code. It wasn't long before offers of help and funding began to come in. Now, of course, the founders and their friends were receiving nothing for their efforts, no salary, no expense reimbursements, no perks, no profits. On the contrary, they all made contributions to the effort. They all had their financial houses in order. They had lawyers, they had accountants to sort out their tax bills and to keep them as low as possible within the law. In fact, one of these men was both a lawyer and a CPA who had made a living for years, helping others access the benefits available to them in the tax code. Abolishing the very tax code he utilized for the benefit of his clients, as the fair tax would ultimately do, offered him no special personal benefit. These men gave of themselves and their resources simply because it was the right thing to do. Now please remember that later, when we come to the subject of charitable giving, the beneficiaries of these men's efforts are the working men and women of America, and their children, and their grandchildren. Okay, there's the end of our digression. Let's get back to this customer, that's you, and what he wants. A man named Philip Carroll, the CEO of Shell Oil, offered to help.
He put the group in touch with Shell's in-house opinion researchers and Shell's outside consultants, and so the effort began. Of course, it sounds a tad optimistic in retrospect, but the group decided that a $4.5 million budget and an 18-month window would allow them the time to do the research that they needed to do and to take the solution to Congress and to help get it passed into law. Now, remember, these guys are trying to change our tax code. They thought they could do it on $4.5 million in 18 months and then get it enacted? Well, they tried. But, of course, these Washington outsiders never dreamed of the buzzsaw that they were going to run into when they brought the idea of comprehensive tax reform and simplification inside the Beltway. Now, you know, maybe in retrospect, it's better that they didn't. If they'd known the effort would take closer to 18 years than 18.